0: Why is behavior even more difficult to understand how it aggregates, accelerates, and compounds? Why is behavior so difficult? Because people, when you have good behavior, you expect instant results. We work out, you look at yourself in the next day in the mirror. I don't see anything different. Let me teach you a valuable lesson about leadership and in being an intelligent follower. Good behavior needs to practice every day in order to compound, accelerate, and grow on itself. And in order to have good behavior, surround yourself with good people. I'm gonna give you five daily practices to make sure you're clearing the interference between you and your potential. I'm gonna give you five daily practices to aggregate, compound, and accelerate the trajectory of where you wanna be. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. I don't think anything's more needed today than leadership. The perspective I have on leadership is one of an intelligent follower. I think too many people are leading by telling instead of leading by learning. And especially today with the size, scope and scale, of an audience that has never been seen before, it's so important to meet people where they're at. And I see a lot of people overselling, back selling, lying, manipulating, cheating people, because unintentionally they haven't taken the time to learn where people are at. And so I want you to think about today what type of leader you want to be. Are you an interrupting leader? Someone who just can't stop talking? Or even worse, are you what I call a waiter? A leader that waits is someone who pretends like they're listening to you, learning from you to meet you where you're at, but just can't wait to tell you what they want you to do or what they think. Or are you truly an intelligent follower? Are you someone that's learning, finding the light, the love and the lessons, meeting people where they're at knowing their skills, their knowledge, and their desire, and creating a larger delta, a bigger change in their lives. You see, your skills, your knowledge, and your desire, the skills and knowledge you have are your basement. The desire determines the delta. Let me give you an example. Uh, I represented a guy at Lee Steinberg uh, Sports and Entertainment, one of the most notable sports agency. His name was uh, Ryan Leaf, and he played for the San Diego Chargers. Ryan Leaf had, according to Lee and Warren Moon, Steve Young and Troy Aikman, some of our other clients, Ryan Leaf had some of the greatest skills and knowledge of any quarterback that we've ever had. And we've represented the greatest quarterbacks. Ryan Leaf's basement was far beyond my potential as a quarterback or a football player, but his delta His desire and the execution on those skills and knowledge resulted in a very mediocre, if not tragic career, for those who know Ryan Leaf, who's been unfairly probably branded the biggest bust in the NFL history. We need to meet people where they're at because we have to figure out where that basement is and help them create a greater delta in whatever it is that they're pursuing their potential, not yours. And so it's critical to understand how we lead, especially today because we never had so many options, opportunities, and touches of favor. We've never had an audience, a community of people who want to help us and know people that can help us that is this big. It's an incredible opportunity that had never existed before. I'll give you an example. Has anybody ever heard of uh, Dr. Pimple Popper? right on, yeah. (laughs) Just the fact you've heard of Dr. Pimple Popper proves the size, scope and scale of the audience. But if years ago, Dr. Pimple Popper was in Newport Beach and with the size, scope and scale of the audience that you could reach as a Pimple Popper, there wouldn't be enough people that would stand up and say, oh, I love watching pimples being popped or I hate watching pimples being popped so much that I love watching pimples being popped. But because of the size, scope and skill of the audience and because she has great great clarity of her essence, her skills, her knowledge and her desire, and because of the size, scope and skill of the audience, that she automatically resonates with what? Because she knows her essence, what other people have uh, branded authenticity. She knows her essence, she knows her frequency. So 10% of the people love pop, pimples popping and 10% hate it automatically. The same way that when I stand on a stage, whether there's 200 people or 2,000 or 20,000, 10% of the people here are gonna love everything I say. No matter what, you're on my frequency, you're my vibe. It's just a matter of math. And it works in sales and it works in leadership as well. 10% of you, literally, I would stand on this stage. I'm not gonna do it for the next 25 minutes, but I could. I know for a fact, stand on this stage and say the word the, the, the. And afterwards, 10% of you would come up to me going, oh my God, that was amazing. I see what you were doing there. You were showing consistency and discipline. I have never felt so inspired in my life. That's because 10% of you are on my frequency. And then, I could stand up here and come up with something as brilliant as E equals MC squared, spew knowledge from Einstein and Shakespeare that completely is a revelation for the entire universe, and 10% of you, literally, you won't come up here because you're chicken shit like most people, but 10% of you will leave going, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That's what we have to know about leadership. Because we can't let those people that are in love with everything that we say, and we can't let all those people that hate everything we say dictate our leadership as intelligent followers. You can't do it. And what I want to tell you today, one of the lessons of of intelligent following for me is, you know, I went to college, grad school, law school, business school. I've been to more seminars, workshops, masterminds than most people I've invested in myself because one of the best pieces of advice that I got as an investor was, if you're not going to invest in yourself, what are you ever going to invest in? So I want to teach you a lesson about these type of summits, masterminds, all the things you're participating in when you invest in yourself. Under the same context of being an intelligent follower, we want to learn as much as we can that resonates with us. Most people, there's two schools of people when I speak people who write down or try to write down everything I say, and we all know those guys from school as well. I like them. They, they make me feel good when I see you like, oh, God, nugget, 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 right? Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> then there's the people that are way smarter than I am, and they sit there and they don't write down anything. And they just assume, shit, that was awesome. I remember every single thing. I can't even remember everything I said. Um, Let me teach you a valuable lesson about leadership and in being an intelligent follower. Not only should you only write down or codify, so if you use your phone or whatever it is, only capture the things that resonate with you. No need to, to deal with anything else. There's plenty of nuggets out there. Just capture the things that resonate with you. And then even more importantly, create a system to access those lessons. It's not good enough just to capture things and them. Trust me, I have storage facilities full of what Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins, Ken Clothier, everyone's taught me over the years, just boxes and boxes and boxes of notes. I have no idea what they say, and let alone the law school, undergraduate business school notes that I have from those leaders or supposed leaders. Instead. Intelligent followers capture what resonates with them and creates a system to access it when it's pertinent in their lives. And we have the technology today to search those. So make sure you make that one of your takeaways beyond understanding how things resonate. Your frequency is your neighborhood. Remember that and your neighborhood is 7.6 billion people and it's never been that big before. So if your neighborhood is one in which is where i grew up akron ohio anyone from ohio yeah somebody damn i'm the i'm the only lucky one right it's it's a great place to be from Uh, but if you were born in akron ohio in the projects and you Analogize this to your frequency. If your frequency is in the projects in Akron, Ohio, that's the frequency that you're living it by the ideas and the people that you're surrounding yourself with. If that's what's resonating with you, it's like sitting in the projects on a lawn chair next to your best friend in a lawn chair, drinking a Colt 45 and saying to him, Hey, man, I got a great idea. Uber, like, I'm going to. Transform transportation around the world. I got this great idea about transportation. And your buddy takes a sip of his cold 45. He goes, damn, that's deep, bro. That's awesome. And your frequency dies there. Now, I've elevated my frequency, utilizing five daily practices, which I'm gonna teach you today. I've elevated my frequency so that when I have an idea, the people and ideas that surround me like living in the luxury home division where all I got to do is sit at the park bench in my luxury home neighborhood because that's how high my frequency is and when I come up with an idea with uber the guy sitting next to me on the bench looks at me and goes how much do you need million two million I get 10 million within the week that's opportunities options and touches in favor based on your frequency which requires an awareness You see, it requires a consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. It requires you to understand math and energy because everything is energy, right? We know that money is energy, right? All energy does three things. It aggregates on itself, it compounds and accelerates on itself. Only if you continue to feed that energy, the same energy. Behaviors do the same thing. The problem with behaviors is two things. Number one, the things that are simple to do are unfortunately simple not to do. That's the problem with behavior. The things that are simple to do are also simple not to do. That's why people can't say thank you. You saw in the video, right? I challenge everyone all the time. You want to change your life, I can change it in 30 days. Say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. 30 straight days, I guarantee your life will change. Proven by physics, metaphysics, and quantum physics, proven by the world thought leaders. Whoever you pick, I promise you, go Google them and they have something on gratitude being the most powerful thing. I don't care who it is. You pick your thought leader, they all agree. So why is it that by tonight, that half of us won't say thank you? Why is it by tomorrow morning that half of us won't say thank you? And by three days, almost all of us stop saying thank you. Right, because there's things that are simple to do that take 0.1 seconds, Cost nothing to do and are guaranteed to change our lives are so goddamn simple. Unfortunately, they're so goddamn simple not to do. We don't do them because behavior aggregates on itself like money. I promise you give your kid a thousand dollars when they're born, a hundred dollars every month, a thousand dollars on every birthday. When they're 18 years old, they will have two million dollars or more. Why? Because energy aggregates, accelerates and compounds on itself. Imagine this, use the same type of philosophy that most of you know about money and put it on behavior. What if I teach my child $1,000 worth of value in behavior when they're born, $100 of behavior every month, every birthday, give them another $1,000 of good behavior. What's it going to aggregate into $2 million of behaviors that will continue to exponentially grow? Why is behavior even more difficult to understand how it aggregates, accelerates, and compounds? Why is behavior so difficult? Because people, when you have good behavior, you expect instant results. We work out, you look at yourself in the next day in the mirror. I don't see anything different. But I'll tell you what is different. There is something that you can quantify with good behavior and bad behavior as leaders because people don't listen to you. Remember, we're meeting them where they're at. What do people do? They watch us. And now they have more capability of watching us And the size, scope and scale of an audience to watch us it's even greater in your frequency, has a stronger signal, a wider spectrum and more clarity than ever of who you are and what essence you carry with the size, with the skills, knowledge and desire that you have. It aggregates on itself. So the only thing that you get instantly from good behavior is good progress. Unfortunately, our human capabilities aren't capable of seeing progress. So you need faith with behavior because if you don't have faith with behavior, what happens? Bad behaviors aggregate, accelerate and compound on the same level. So if you're teaching your children by doing, saying, thinking, believing and feeling the wrong things, they're watching you. $1,000 on their birthday, $100 each month of bad behavior and you can't be aware of the progress you're making, where do you think you end up 18 years from now with bad behavior? The only difference is when we have good behavior, we expect good results instantly. When we have bad behavior, we never expect a bad result. I've been smoking for 17 years. Happy 18th birthday, you have cancer. Guess why? Because that negative behavior has been aggregating, accelerating, and compounding. You just don't have the capability of seeing it. That's why it's so important to have daily practices, daily practices that make the simple things to do impossible not to do, because we're consistent and persistent with discipline and awareness to do the good things, because we know good things, good deeds, good behaviors, aggregate compound and accelerate the same as money because it's energy. It's that simple, and it only takes faith that there's something bigger than you, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you, protects you, and promotes you at all times to continue good behavior, even though you don't see results. That's it. See, you don't have to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy. You are. What are you doing to interfere with it? I'll tell you what you're doing, bad behaviors. You're using the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, to interfere with your potential. Those are bad behaviors that create interference, accelerate you in the wrong direction, compound you in the wrong direction, They aggregate in the wrong direction, and then you go the extra mile every once in a while, not every day, And then you justify the fact that you stayed up till 2 in the morning working a week ago to justify why you're not where you want to be today. Because you want to live in the empty mile and go the extra mile every day, not every once in a while. Good behavior needs to practice every day in order to compound, accelerate and grow on itself. And in order to have good behavior, surround yourself with good people. Good ideas. Let, let me show you something that I think about. This, this is my life right here. You ready? He, if I had a logo, this is what it would look like. Because that's what got me to where I'm at. Have you ever noticed? Let's say that I'm living my life at a frequency. We'll use a mountain climbing analogy. I'm at Base Camp 6 in my life, and I'm reaching up to Base Camp 7. Everybody at Base Camp 7, 8, 9, it's amazing. You know what they're always telling me? Dave, you can do it. Come on, Dave, I know you. I've done it. You can do it. You can do it, man. I'm willing to help you. Just ask. Just ask, Dave, please. You can do it, my friend. And some of the people at Base Camp 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, they're like, yeah, you you, you can do it. You, you, you can do it. But the only people on that mountain that's telling me, Dave, you can't do it. What the hell are you thinking? Attacking me with judgments, conditions and negative thoughts and trying to hurt me intentionally and unintentionally through ignorance that they actually think they know what they know about me, my skills, my knowledge and my desire are always people below me. Why is it that only people on the base camps behind me are telling me I can't get to base camp seven? That's the only people. Go do a gut check on yourself. I will tell you nobody at the higher base camps are telling you you can't do it. Nobody. They're only the people behind you. Exactly. Because they live in ignorant arrogance. They're too afraid to tell you, I don't know what I don't know. Sometimes people who love us are the most ignorant, arrogant people in our lives. And I'll tell you why. My mom who I love more than anyone, I could barely talk about without choking up, who has inspired me in my entire life to do good deeds. I'm getting choked up right now. She has ignorant arrogance in my life. Why? Because my mom's more afraid for me climbing the mountain than I am for myself. She's so afraid for me, she's gonna say, well, right? you, you, you shouldn't do now." She's at base camp for when it comes to, you know, making money or base camp two because she's a second grade teacher. So she's going to tell me when I tell her, I'm not going to use my law degree to be an oil and gas litigator. I'm turning down $150,000 plus bonus to be a lawyer. I'm going to go sell Internet, right? My mom was the one that told me, don't do that. The Internet's a fad. It's never going to work. Now, she didn't do that to hate on me. She didn't do that to attack me. but. The people who hate on you and attack you are ignorant, arrogant, and they're easy to find out. And I'm trying to display that or illustrate that to tell you, hey, if somebody's telling you they can't do it, there's only one of two people. And they're either behind you because they're so afraid that you're going to be better than them or do something that they can't do. Or the people that love you so much, they're so afraid that you might get hurt climbing the mountain. And if anybody's a parent out there, you know the last thing you want for your child and we can't help ourselves. We are ignorant, arrogant mofos when it comes to our children. You should go to college. You should take this job. You shouldn't date her. You should date him. You know, I tell my kids all the time, if you hear me say something like that, just say, Dad, why don't you look at your own life? (laughs) Who look at? Look what you've done, bro. Call me on my bullshit. And then also appreciate the fact that I love you so much that I'm afraid for you (laughs) more than I'm afraid for myself and just put me in my place. So let's talk about it in the last 10 minutes, because I refuse to abuse the time up here. I want to make sure all these brilliant people get up here and teach you what they know. I'm going to give you five daily practices to be intelligent followers. I'm going to give you five daily practices to make sure you're clearing the interference between you and your potential. I'm going to give you five daily practice to aggregate, compound, and accelerate the trajectory of where you want to be. These five daily practices incorporate all infinite time, meaning that I'm going to teach you that in order to do these five daily practices, you have to make sure the meaning of your past, the inflection points, defining moments of your past, the historical refer- relevances of your past, right? i met a woman one time, she's like, I can't do that because of the French American War. This is how strong, right? Look, my bankruptcy has a meaning that's in the trajectory of where I want to be. It's not punishing me, it's promoting and protecting me. I have found light, love and lessons in losing over $100 million in 2008. Because I give the meaning to the inflection points, defining moments, lessons, light and love of my past in a trajectory of where I want to be, an infinite future of my potential. And then, so when I start these five daily practices, I make sure that that meaning is in place, aligned with the trajectory where I think I want to be today. I'm open-minded. I can change my mind tomorrow. When COVID hit, I changed my mind what my trajectory was, but I continued my daily practices. What are those daily practices? Number one, every day, know what you want in the trajectory of what you think you want. Know what you want personally today, experientially today. What do you want to do today, productivity, giving-wise today? And most importantly, what do I want to receive today? Knowing that appreciation and acknowledgement don't work in the flow, in abundance, unless you ask for more. In other words, know what you want to receive. Receiving and giving and witnessing, receiving and giving us are one. Make sure you feel comfortable receiving, as comfortable as you do giving. Know what you want, personally, experientially, giving and receiving in a trajectory of what you think you want. Today, limited by 24 hours. Past is unlimited. Close your eyes, go back 100 million years. You're done. You know it's unlimited. Future is unlimited. Think about 100 million years from now. Okay, we've proved it, infinite. Today is limited by 24 hours. We share a collective consciousness of time man-made, constructive time. So we want to utilize our time with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude by knowing what we want today in the trajectory of what we think we want in the future. Second, this is where the logo came from. Know who can help you with what you want. The fastest way to get to where you want to be, and because of technology, because of the size, scope, and scale of community, we can find people who are already where we want to be and ask them for directions. And they're the most encouraging, helpful and connected people that are out there. So ask for help. Take your time to find people who sit in a situation where you want to be and ask them for help. That's that arm. And find out who you can help with what you want. Both will help the acceleration, the aggregate compounding effect of in statistical success because it will build a community of people that want to help each other and know people who can help each other and have the wisdom to do so in the relationships as well. Know who can help you with what you want and who you can help with what you want in a trajectory of what you think you want in the future. The third daily practice, how? How is a utilization of time? The number one thing that I do is I study time. What's studying time? It's utilizing the mathematical equation of luck. I study time by paying attention, focusing in on what do I want? Who can I help? Who can I help? And how can I utilize my time with activity I have planned, activity I don't have planned, and my sleep? Categorizing it into two ways, activity I get paid for and activity I don't get paid for. There's no work in my life. Work seems really hard. There's only activities. Some activities I get paid for, some I don't. I try to maximize all activities that I get. If someone won't pay me to sleep, I'm your man. (laughs) But there's activities I get paid for and activities I don't get paid for. No work. Work creates resistance, void shortages, and obstacles. It seems really hard. It seems like something I have to do. It's just activity I get paid for. And you want to be as active as possible by studying the time, paying attention to these activities, including your sleep. It's the only coach I've had for 17 years, sleep coach. I have an unwinding routine. My sleep is for productivity, accessibility, gratitude, to recover and access information from my source to become a better resource, to plateau and grow, not to push a boulder to the top of the hill, just to have it roll down in the morning. Right on. Thank you. Know your how, but you can't know your how unless you know time, unless you study time. Now, you pay attention to what you want and who you can help and who can you help in the context of time, but you also give intention to it. Now, most people talk about intention, power of intention is One of my favorite books, Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote it, but there's five levels of intention. So when I study my calendar, I study what am I going to do with my activity? What am I going to say? with my activity? What am I going to think with my activity? What am I going to believe with my activity? And how do I feel about my activity? All five levels of intention aligned with what? The trajectory of what I think I want. And if it's not aligned, I work on aligning that, making sure that I'm doing, saying, thinking, believing, and feeling in alignment with what I want. Intuition, the feeling that you have is the highest level of intention. It should raise an awareness. It's an indicator and not an evaluator. So when people tell me, oh, I got a gut feeling, good, raise your awareness, do more due diligence, right? You see people in Vegas all the time. I knew it was going to be a heartache. And then I ask him the question, how many times have you said that in your head that it wasn't? All that gut feeling is about what the dice are is to raise your awareness as an indicator, pay attention. It doesn't evaluate it for you. It raises your awareness so you can do more diligence and understand the statistical success and efficiency and effectiveness of your activities. Know your what, your who, and your how, and you will have one of the most powerful manifestation processes. Step number four, daily practice number four, called materialization. I have named it. Know your now. You know what I'm really good at? Knowing my now, I know what I'm doing now and I know what I'm doing next. In other words, by knowing what's important to me, my what, my who, and my how, I know what to do now and I know what to do next. That creates an unbelievable amount of efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success in my life. Because if you know what to do now and you know what to do next, you'll never procrastinate and never feel overwhelmed. It is the antidote when you know how to prioritize. It's the antidote to being pushed off track because I instantly, when things happen that aren't in my calendar, that aren't necessarily planned or unplanned, when things happen to disrupt my day, I already know what's important to me, so I just go ahead and reprioritize and I know what to do next. I make decisions quickly. If you think you know the consequences of your decision, you're high. So you might as well get as many decisions in a day in that you can that have some sort of prioritization of what's important to you and a trajectory of what you think you want. Because the more decisions you make, the better the consequences will be. Why? Because we all have the faith that we're being protected and promoted at all times. Therefore, the more decisions I make, the more chances I have to be protected and promoted. It's just a matter of time. Even my bankruptcy, which saved my marriage and saved my life. Talk about a great, experience to have losing over a 100 million dollars save my marriage the most important thing in my life and save my life but for that so if we know our what our who our how and our now the fifth daily practice as i finish up is to apply my why drives me crazy man i don't know my purpose i need to find my why your thoughts about your purpose are your purpose you moron You are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What are you doing to interfere with it? And so the fifth daily practice of applying our why requires four steps, four practices every single day in a trajectory of where you think you want to be in the future. Number one, practice identifying what you're doing, staying, thinking, believing, and feeling to interfere with your potential. I have a whole list of them. Need to be right, need to be offended, need to be separate. Need to be inferior, need to be superior, need to be anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. All of those things are interfering with my potential. They're sending me in a trajectory of bad behavior that are aggregating and accelerating and compounding into what I don't want, not what I do. So I practice every day, looking for clues, patterns to make my choices based off of identifying what am I doing to screw up my relationship with source and my relationship of being a resource to the people that I care most about. Identify it, practice identifying it. And then instead of resisting it, going over it, under it, through it, around it, instead of denying it, cheating it, simply stop, remind, remember, Recollect with source, that omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. Remind, remember, and recollect with it, and then roll into the trajectory of what you think you want. Roll to where you want to be. Accelerate, grow, compound in that trajectory. Aggregate your life in a behavior that just astounds people that laughed at you, scoffed at you, and made fun of you at Base Camp 3, that are now applauding you, saying, I knew you could do it. I'm telling you right now, if you know what you want, who can help, who you can help and who can help you, if you know how to get it done, knowing that what I pay attention to and what I give attention to equal the coincidences in my life, the mathematical equation of luck, you will be able to prioritize what is happening in your life every day in a trajectory of what you think you want. And prioritization is the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. You will live in your why you will live in your purpose. You will know that I am happy, healthy, wealthy and worthy. You will figure out more and more each day. What am I doing to in to clear that interference? No longer am I an influencer. I'm an influencer. I'm in the flow. I promise you, you will make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And if you make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, I know you'll be happy. And more importantly, you will be leaders, intelligent followers, so you can teach other people to live in abundance and to be happy as well. And if you can do that, as you know, I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy. That certainly will make me happy. Thank you so much.